Hello, my name is Van Sneed, and welcome to another episode of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now, on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Here on this podcast at PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed, and we'll dive in just a bit deeper. Now, currently, we're taking a look at some of the key concepts and principles from Pastor Greg Axe's new book, Revelation Made Simple, and that's exactly where we're going to continue with today. So, let's do this thing. So normally after a bit of a break, which we've had, we'd, we'd want to spend some time doing some review just to make sure we're all on the same page. But I'm afraid that would be like review inception. It'd be a review and a review and a review, and it'd get complicated really quickly. Time would be going faster in, 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 in some levels and slower in other levels, and we'd make a Chris Nolan mess of it. So if you do need a review, then just go back and listen to the other episodes and then come back and jump in with today's content. Now, as it relates to that, we're going to be talking about kind of the big middle section of Revelation, and that's going to be chapters 4 through chapters 19. And what we would see if we were reading through this is we would see the rapture of the church in 4.1, and we've talked about that in previous episodes, and then we would essentially see the tribulation. Now, how that plays out is we see a focus on seals in chapters 6 through 8, trumpets in chapters 8 through 11, personages in chapters 12 through 14, and vials in chapters 15 through 19. Now, traditionally, what we would maybe think of when we read through this is that we have the rapture of the church, we have a big, long tribulation period that's chronicled in chapters 4 through 19, and then we have the second admit, which, of course, we're all looking forward to, the return of Jesus Christ. But what I want to call your attention to particularly is that this may not be how we should be reading Revelation. So what I'm going to suggest to you is that Revelation chapters 4 through 19 is not a single account of the tribulation, but rather it's four separate accounts of the tribulation, all culminating in the return of Jesus Christ. Now, For some of you, you may not have heard this before, and you may be scratching your head thinking, well, that's that's kind of a weird, that's kind of a weird flex for this particular for this particular passage. I don't know if 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 weird flex is is still current in today's hip nomenclature, um, but I'm gonna go with it. But some of you might be thinking, man, that's a weird way to read the passage. Well, there's actually a biblical precedent for it, and We're really okay with that precedent because we would find those in the Gospels. When you're reading the book of Matthew and you start in chapter 1 and you work your way all the way through to chapter 28 and it ends with the Great Commission, you don't turn the page and read Matthew part 2, the reckoning. Like that's, that's, that's not what happens in your mind. As you start reading the book of Mark, you recognize that you're reading another accounting of the same events. And so it is with Luke. And so it is with John. And even on top of that, there are several events that happen in all of the different gospel accounts that allow you to get kind of almost like an anchor point or a way to sync up 
the different accounts. And so, for example, you'll see the feeding of the 5,000. That's that's noted in, in all the gospel accounts. Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, those are noted in the gospel accounts. So what we recognize is, is that we're not reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as one sequential event, but rather four passes through the same event, the life and ministry, the death, the burial, the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so what I want to spend really the majority of this episode doing is just reading through the different parts in Revelation that show us Jesus' second advent in those four sections, if you will, of chapters 4 through 19. So we're going to be reading a lot of scripture today, and just about all of it is epic because it's about the coming of Christ, which, I mean, he's just not the one to be messed with. So so it's it's going to be pretty spectacular. But, but let's start in Revelation chapter 6. We're going to read a long passage, verses 12 through 17. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains." And said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us, and listen to this, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? So here we see very clearly, I mean, it It's really hard to miss this. You got to really want to miss it to miss it. This is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we've already talked in previous episodes about the day of the Lord, about about the, the characteristics of it, and we see that those characteristics line up exactly with what we're reading here. So this constitutes the first kind of capstone in the sequence of events as it relates to the four retellings of Christ's second advent. Now, we're going to get the second accounting of this in Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 19. So, in our minds, what we're doing is we're reading all the way up till chapter 6, and then we're going back to the beginning, and we're getting the same events, but from a different vantage point. Again, just like we do with the Gospels. So, Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 19. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. 
And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake, we've seen that before, and great hail. So we know from comparing scripture with scripture, if you take a look in Matthew chapter 4 or Luke chapter 4, the temptation of Christ's, notice what's happening in those verses. You have Satan that's offering the kingdoms of the world to Jesus, and Jesus doesn't rebuke him. He actually recognizes that Satan is currently the prince of this world, the prince of the power of the air. But notice what we read in verse 15, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. This is the day of the Lord, the day where the Lord finally receives what is rightfully his, honor and glory and kingship, and all will recognize it. So we see the parallels here between chapters 6 and chapters 11 as it relates to this account. Let's take a look at the third account in Revelation chapter 14, verses 14 through 20. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle, and another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. So first things first, yowza. Second thing, epic, I mean... I don't I don't know what you expect going against the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, but I mean, he's just not the one to be messed with. So this is an epic verse, but I hope that you see the parallels here. We see that right off the bat in verse 14, we see the we see the Son of Man, and he's coming with clouds, which is exactly what the descriptions of him, his second coming are in Scripture. Behold, he cometh with clouds. And so what we're really getting is is a really neat picture. Again, different vantage points of the same events. And we get to piece these things together and really see the full majesty of what exactly it's going to be like when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. The final accounting of the second advent of Jesus Christ is going to be in Revelation chapter 19. And, and we'll go ahead and read verses 11 through 16. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him, upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth 
goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth, listen to this, the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. We've seen that winepress before. Verse 16, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So as we are reading, again, all four of these accounts, man, it it really becomes hard, I think, to read it any other way, which really changes the paradigm by which we're reading chapters 4 through 19. So what we need to understand as we start to go into that, again, that middle section of Revelation, starting with the rapture of the church pictured in 4.1, come up hither, that we're getting four cyclings of the same events, all culminating in the second advent of Jesus Christ. And man, I'm looking forward to that day. So as always, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the PS Plus. If you have any questions about any of the content that we've been taking a look at so far in this series on Revelation, well then, spoiler alert, I would highly recommend you pick up the book Revelation Made Simple by Pastor Greg Axe. I thank you so much as always for joining me, and I hope to talk to you next time. Take care.